This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Hip, hip, hooray, let's give a cheer. It's 9 a.m., the signal's clear. Our favorite host is in the chair. The Truman Show is on the air. It's The Truman Show with Truman Jones. A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. The Truman Show is on the air. The Truman Show is on the air. From the Willow Window Broadcast Center. Willow Window. Making your home beautiful again with replacement windows, doors, and decks. Online at willowwindow.pro. Now live from NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, here's Truman Jones. Good morning, Rutherford County. Uh, got Thomas Booker on today, one of my uh, young buddies, I guess I have to say. He's a whole lot younger than I am, but he is a... Uh, number one expert on baseball and the history of baseball. But I have to mention um, one of my good friends is, is uh, really uh, having uh, some problems right now. And uh, I would uh, ask you to please uh, pray for Larry Ralston. He is a super nice guy. Everybody, uh, most of the old timers here in in uh, Murfreesboro, remember him uh, in, in such a very positive way. Uh, great friend all those years. Uh, he was involved in uh, photography, had his own business, and did a lot of our pictures mm -hmm. uh, for the last 40 or 50 years. But um, he, uh, a lot of people will remember him uh, very fondly as being... Uh, working with the theater, especially right here uh, on Jackson Heights, the theater there. And he was always there to make your your stay as enjoyable as possible. So um, he's, he's one of those people that you will always fondly remember. And uh, I, I talked to him this morning. Uh, bless his heart. He's always very positive and, and enjoys uh, being able to uh, have uh, to relate to you so um, please put in a good word for him uh, uh, today and, and uh, um, you have done your good deed for the day because uh, he really needs it right now how old is he He's very close to my age. He's younger, but but he's not too far from my age. So you're about what, 32? Yeah, I'm 30. Actually, 31. You're 31. putting it a little Sorry. bit heavy. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Thomas Booker. You look good for 31. Well, I don't know. I don't. It may be a while before I go visiting you. <laughs> I hope it is. Yeah. I hope it's a long while. You've got on one of the dumbest. Uh, baseball jerseys I have ever seen in my life. His family's listening, so be careful. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we'll fire him up first, but get him ready. The W stands for Woodfin, so. <laughs> Washington. Um, yeah, it is Washington. Washington has, has been a strange uh, uh, team over all the years. 
it has changed, uh, I, I guess, as, as much as any team has changed. Uh, I remember in the old days when uh, they, uh, they had it. What was it? Uh, it? They had some kind of term. For Washington. First in war, first in peace. And last in the American League. Dead last in the American <laughs> League. Bless their hearts. They just, they just couldn't get a break, could they? No, and, the, you know, the, the Senators were also one of the last teams to be owned by a, uh, you know, a family. Yeah. And so, you know, not having that large income like a lot of other teams, you know, did dampen them some. What was that great big ball player that hit those long home runs? What was his name? The guy was huge. Well, they had several. Well. You thinking of Roy Seavers? No, I'm not thinking of Roy Seavers. No, yeah. this guy was a whole lot bigger than Roy Seavers. Jim Lemon. No. You thinking it, of Harmon Killebrew? <laughs> of course, Harmon Killebrew. <laughs> uh, Bob Allison? Harmon Killebrew could knock the ball a mile. I mean, he was unbelievable. One of the best right-hand uh, hitters that had ever played the game. Yes, sir. I really did like him. And, uh, of course, you know my favorite was Mickey Mantle. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, I think two of the longest balls that have, baseball have ever been hit were hit by Mickey Mantle left and right. And one of those was at the Sen yeah. Senator's home ballpark. Yes, it stadium. was. Yeah. And if I remember right, that's kind of in it was in center field, mm -hmm. left center, and, and it didn't think like it was ever going to stop. It hit the scoreboard. Yeah, 1953. Yeah. I think his ears are burning since he's on the phone. <laughs> well, put him through, Brian. I appreciate that. He's right there with you. <laughs> Thank you very much, Kenny. Right. Howdy, Freeman. Hey, Thomas. How y'all doing? Did Do he call time, me brother. Freeman? You call him Freeman or Truman? Truman. Truman. Uh, okay. I, I thought you I'm said Freeman. <laughs> you call, <laughs> you call, him, call him whatever you want. You were thinking uh, of Freddie well, Freeman, I, I guess. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, you threw me when you start talking about Mickey Mantle being your favorite ball player. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you know, it, when you're a kid and you grow up with, with watching somebody like him, it, it, it just overwhelms you. Well, Mickey was a great guy, you know. Uh, I got to go on the field every day before the ball game with my dad, and Mickey was there, you know, big smile on his face, always uh, really upbeat and just uh, really liked being around Mickey. And and his son, Mickey Jr., I got to be pretty good friends with also. Now, did you hear us talking about the big guy at, at Washington? Well, you know, I thought you were talking about Jim Lemon. And I'll tell you about Jim Lemon. He told me that, that if he was a half inch taller, they wouldn't have been able to sign him. And I said, well, how tall are you, Jim? And he said, I'm 5'17 I'm and a half. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, what I, the one I was trying to think of, because I just got a little uh, information across the computer, it says Frank Howard. That was the one I was trying to think of. The capital punisher. Yeah, yeah. Kenny, you knew Frank Howard. I think he was. Oh, real today, well. Wasn't he? And he he hit line drives home runs straight. Out, yeah. Got out quick, quick. Was he taller than Jim Lemon? No. So Jim. No, was still I think taller. Jim Lemon was the tallest guy in baseball. For then they signed some taller guys like pitchers like Randy Johnson and some of these other guys. You know. Oh yeah. wow. How, how big was the support in Washington for the Senators? 
Well, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, the the uh, senators and and president uh, supported the the team, and of course we got to meet all the presidents, you know, as they came and went back then. Uh, Who was your favorite president? Well, obviously JFK was, you know, a, a thrill to to be around him, meet him, you know, uh, bigger than life. Your dad knew Eisenhower. Your dad was good friends yep. with Nixon. Yep. Yep. In fact, I, I was. About Lyndon Johnson. I answered the phone after my dad hit his 500 home run, and it was Richard Nixon on the phone, and and uh, oh, wow. boy, that was that was a thrill. What did this what did Richard, Richard Nixon, Nixon say? Is your father yeah. there? And I <laughs> put him on the phone right away. <laughs> of course, hey, he had two in that ball game. He had 500 and 501 that game. Boy, I, I, you've got some great memories. You uh, yeah. being the son of a great baseball player is, is really, really special, isn't it? Well, it really is, and what a great dad too. You know, he always brought yeah. me and my brother with to all the ballparks, and we got to travel on the road once in a while with him. And so, yeah, it was great. It was great. I did, mean, did he hit and pitch to you? Oh, you better believe it, yeah. In fact, uh, Thomas found some pictures of Dad hitting us Pepper. You know, we used to play oh, a yeah. game called Pepper back then. Remember those games. That's probably one of the best pictures of a father-son, you know, getting to play ball together with you and Cam. Yeah, yeah. Doing that, yeah. that was awesome. But, you know, How a lot you... of the ball players did back then. They brought... Uh, Tony Oliva brought Pedro, his son Pedro. The Bob Allison brought his three boys. Uh, Jim Cott, his son. You know, so they, you know, there was there was other players that liked to bring their kids around back then in the '60s. Uh, Billy Martin, when he was with the Twins, he brought Billy Joe, you know, Billy Jr. And uh, so that was always fun to have to other players' sons around that grew up around it, like you did, you know. Oh, yeah. Plus, you get to play with them and kind of have your own fun while the, you know, game's going on, right? Oh, sure. Sure. It was like a family, wasn't it, back then? Yeah, and still is. The twins always consider uh, the twins family, they call it. You know. Yeah. The so they're big supporters in uh, the families of the players and, and always try to support, you know, the wives and the, and the kids and because it's hard, you know, with your dad being away all the time on the road for, well, 22 years, you know, he played. So. That's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And not Billy, many can say they Billy played Martin's that long. Billy son, Billy Joe, told me last week, he said that he always wished his dad worked for, like, General Motors or somebody where he could go to work and come <laughs> home and, and be around the, the family every night and on the weekends and so, that's a that's different than most kids. Uh, it, it, their heroes back then were baseball players, and yeah. uh, there there was something about uh, being able to tell other kids that's my dad. I mean, you yeah. you don't. It's very few people have that uh, recognition. Oh, I can't imagine. Yeah. Now, uh, B Billy Martin, of course, was at, with the Yankees there for a long time. And, um, a couple times, more than once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Bless his heart, he had a great relationship with, I don't even want to mention his name, the uh, owner at the time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, your favorite player, Mickey and, and Billy, were great friends, very close. Yes, they were. They're yeah. almost too good of friends, you might say. But, yeah, they, uh, they were. Doesn't Billy Jr. still talk with Mickey's boys? Uh, Yeah. I thought maybe. And the uh, like Roger Maris boys, too. There's four boys uh, there also. I didn't realize Roger had that big a family. Oh, yeah, yeah, Roger Jr. and then the other three boys. Two of them are lawyers. and They own, they, they got the, uh, the Bush family gave them the largest Budweiser distributorship in the, the United States, and it's in Florida. Wow. So they still operate that there. So, so they do quite well, yeah. All four boys run the distributor did they ever mention roger's year where he got 61 home runs yes they did they did um it was a hard year for him because yeah. there was some threats nobody wanted him to to do it so no everybody was wanting wanted, mantle to do it yeah yeah kind of yeah. sad roger got the you know short yeah. hand of the stick with that yeah, that was a yeah, sad commentary about baseball they, at that time. They should have made it a bigger deal, don't you think, you guys? Yes, they should have, and um, he, he he suffered during that, which most people don't understand. In fact, yeah. in fact he was losing his hair and all those type things that are part of the, uh, um, I, I don't know. People did not accept him until later on. And That's then right. th they understand, understood what he went through and all those things. Yeah. Kenny, yeah. if your dad had played for the Yankees and batted left-handed, how many home runs do you think he would have hit? Oh, a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Truman and I were just talking about Griffith Stadium, and uh, I think until 1958, left field was 400 feet to the foul pole. Yeah, oh and my. your dad was still parking them. Oh my! That's a moonshot. That is a pretty good poke. Yeah, if he had played at Fenway Park, they would have renamed the Green Monster the Killebrew Wall or something. <laughs> I mean, because you know it's three twelve down the line. So now, yeah. Now, are are you're not too uh, picky about who your friends are, <laughs> are you? Well, my. My brother gives me, teases me all the time, said that uh, I've never met a stranger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, if, if you like baseball, you can be my friend. How's that? <laughs> it can't be bad. And if, it, if, it, if it's Mickey Mantle or the Yankees, that's that's okay. If you like baseball, that's that's okay in my book. Well, I, I, I like... All of baseball. I, I grew up with baseball, playing when I was just a little bitty kid, and most of us, our heroes were baseball players, and that went along with the team that they played with back in that, those particular days. But uh, baseball is changing, and, and uh, they're, they're putting so many crazy little uh, additions into baseball to me, it takes away from the game itself. Stupid rules. Yeah, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to follow along that, with all these changes. Which one gets you the most? Is it the one where if you go into extra innings, they yes. put a guy on second base? That's it. 
makes no sense whatsoever. I hate it. Well, yeah. I'll tell you another one, though, is if I was a major league pitcher, it'd bother me that, you know, they, they talk a lot about pitch count. Well, now the, they just motion to the ump. They don't have to throw four, four pitches to walk a guy. Yeah, they just I say, hate that. take your base. Yeah, it, 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 they're killing the game. I still love baseball yeah. more than any oh, other, yeah. Oh, yeah. but but, oh, sure. but they are killing the game. And uh, yeah. I think that television, is, um, although it was good for the players because they made more money and things like that, but television has been a, a, a major problem with all sports, but I think especially baseball. It is. It's sad. Yeah. I don't see how it's going to get any better. Do you, Kenny? Boy, well, it, it seems to be getting worse because, you know, we have a heck of a time trying to see a, a Twins game up here in Minnesota. Um, the Fox Sports Network has had an issue, and so for the last couple of years I haven't seen a game on TV. Yeah, wow. Kenny, Kenny has to go to the game to watch I don't know what they're going to do. Major League Baseball and the sports networks are so money greedy, yeah. I think, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's it's driven uh, a lot of fans away from baseball. And, uh, well, that's what Herbeck, Ken Herbeck here, local ball player, he was on the World Series team here. He, he says that same thing all the time now, that everybody he talks to now has lost their enthusiasm with baseball, especially the, the COVID thing and not being able to go to the, the ballpark, and, and it's not on TV. And and uh, he goes, yeah, Kenny, you can you can listen to it on the radio. Like, well, yeah. <laughs> Danny Gladden does a good job here for us. Yeah. You remember Danny Gladden, outfielder yeah, for the I do. Twins? Yeah. He's good friends with Kenny. Wow. He's a nice fellow. Kenny, are you old enough to remember Dizzy Dean calling the games on Saturdays? Uh, vaguely. <laughs> <laughs> well, that uh, to me, that was great for baseball. You'd only watch that one game. And Dizzy Dean would be calling it, and you talking about somebody straight from baseball. I mean, he he had all of the 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 different uh, adjectives and adverbs, and they were not really words, but he 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 could really throw it out. And uh, if you're old enough to remember Dizzy Dean, that that was that took it to a different level. You it remember really Halsey Hall? Yeah, yeah. Well. That's who Kenny grew up listening to. What? Oh, buddy? yeah. How did Halsey yeah. talk? <laughs> oh, he he had kind of a gruff voice because he smoked cigars a lot. But yeah, he he was great. Him and Herb Carneal were were on all the time, and they did a great job. And then your dad called Twins games for what two years when he retired? No, actually more than that. Um, we had a local company here called Spectrum Sports that picked up the Twins games and he was with them for him and John Gordon did the games for years and then him and Dick Bremer worked together for several years and he did the game actually for the World Series in 87 and then he was on again in 91 when the Twins won both uh, World Series. No kidding. I didn't know he was calling the game. Oh, I was in the booth with the back and forth. You know, I I, uh, I loved being in the in the booth with everybody, seeing all the alumni players, and it was it was just a great a great feeling. 
probably a happy reunion. Oh, sure, sure. And the, the energy from that Metrodome was incredible. The Homer hanky? Yeah. <laughs> hey, tell tell uh, Truman what you're going to do next week, or what we're going to do next week. Oh, oh, uh, you're going to come visit me, aren't you? Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, I uh, think we're going to have a little project that you're helping me with, with a, a famous home run hitter. Uh, oh, just so happy really? that uh, I caught my dad's 498 home run, and I've got the ball and the bat, and a picture of my dad and me in front of his locker in the clubhouse after the game. And I had that story posted by friends and family, and Major League Baseball made him take it down because it was not authenticated. I guess there's so many people out there that are are, are cheating, not saying something's something that's not. So anyway, the twins are going to authenticate my story, and Thomas is going to come up, fly in. We're going to go down to the ballpark and and get that authenticated, and it should be just a lot of fun. And you literally caught the ball. I was. I was there. I I just never been in left field before in round about yeah. sixth inning. I wasn't working that day because they didn't sell enough tickets to open up the second uh. deck for the commissary you know where the uh-huh. vendors go to get hot dogs and popcorn and such well i wasn't working that day and around about six sixth inning i got to thinking you know <clears throat> i could sure go for a chocolate frosty malt out left field where my dad can't see me eating it because <laughs> we were uh health food it was all health food back then mm. so mm. i had just got out in the left field my dad got up hit a home run and i caught it barehanded did it hurt so not at all. Not at all. <laughs> He's a professional, Truman. He could do it again if he wanted to, couldn't you? <laughs> you were, you were hey, right Truman, there. What, yeah. What are the odds of that? What I mean, think about that. No. Well, Thomas, you probably know. What's the statistics on that? What, probably about one in two million. Before? It's never happened before. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's never happened where a son's caught his dad's home run ball, but on top of that, a Hall of Famer whose son caught the ball. I mean, it's never happened in the history of the game. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's amazing. But but you know what, though? I think I jinxed him a little bit because he didn't hit another home run for about a month after that, right, Thomas? <laughs> That's it. It was toward the end of July, I believe. So, yeah, yeah. a month or just well, a little over. June, 20, June 22nd was when I was out there and caught that ball. So then, yeah, it was – more than a month later, wasn't it? I, he uh, he hit 499 about a month later than about a week after that's when he hit 500 and 501. He was afraid that you were going to sneak out there in left field again is what it was, and he's afraid yeah, he's going to hurt he, you. Ha- yeah, he was afraid I was going to be eating frosty malts and hot dogs out there probably. <laughs> you know, his mom and dad grounded him for being out there, right? Oh, yeah, well, you know, <clears throat> you're not supposed to eat junk food and that. I didn't consider it that. I thought it was, you got to have a hot dog at the ball game, right? I, hey, I'm looking forward to having several next week, so. There we but go. But that's like, that's like a, a sniper's out there shooting at you been in left field. <laughs> that's a dangerous place to sit when your dad was at bat. Well, the funny thing oh, is, boy. though, is after Kenny catches the ball, he runs back to the dugout and says, Dad, look. And his dad looked up, and you said he was, like, mad instantly, right? Oh, yeah, he put his hands on his hips. 
And he goes, okay, Kenny, what were you doing out there? Uh oh. Well, he knew what I was doing out there. <laughs> he, he knew how, see, I was. He always wanted me to sit by and home plate where he could watch me not eat frosty malts and hot dogs. Kenny's oh, Kenny's brother Cam said that Kenny was the one that if you told him to sit and stay, Kenny'd wander off. <laughs> <laughs> but if you told him to wander off, he'd sit and stay. Right, Kenny? Oh boy, oh boy. So. But we're going to do that and go to a game next week. Kenny's mom's going to fly into Minnesota, and well, Kenny's good. brother and one of Kenny's sisters. Yeah. Well, well we're going to get on the radio the, vault, the Twins Vault. Yeah, we're going to go to the Twins Vault. They've got the uh, they've got the bat that your dad hit the 520 foot home run with. 520 yeah. feet? Is that all? Ooh. <laughs> Actually, I think it was 522, wasn't it? I um, think it was 522. He's trying yeah. to compare it to Mickey Mantle's home run. No. I, I, that rolled 565 feet. I know. I see it. I see he is. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, they, they say Mickey hit the longest right right and left-handed, didn't he? Didn't they? That's what, yeah. that's what yeah. I heard. He was, well, he was unreal, Kenny, because uh, yeah, yeah. I remember when they checked him as far as his uh, the way his muscle alignment was and all of that, and they said he was he was so different than most people. And uh-huh. uh, coming out of Oklahoma and, and all the things, he, he almost left baseball before he really got started because uh, – he was having a hard time hitting when he first came in and playing for the Yankees. So oh. his dad, his dad left Oklahoma and went to pick him up and uh, gave him a strong lecture, and that ended it. He never went back home. Never went back home. Well, didn't and, they give hey, him such a hard time because thing. they wanted him to replace uh, one of the big names, DiMaggio, like Joe DiMaggio, or somebody? Uh-huh. Yeah, right and. Yeah, uh, the the Yankee fans are hard on you. Yeah, they really are. Do you think your dad could have played for the Yankees, Kenny? Oh, that would have been <laughs> interesting. Tough question. Yeah. What a well, you know, some people can't play for them. Oh well, really? Uh, I mean, you know, you see some of these players, you know, that sign with them, like well, Sonny Gray, for example, signed with the Yankees, or it was traded to the Yankees, and he just. For some reason, the chemistry there in New York didn't work. But then when he signed with the Reds, you know, he's back on fire again. They expect more out of you in New York. They really the media, do. Oh. The media is terrible there. But the media in, in Minnesota was always good to your dad, or so it appeared. Well, everybody loved Harmon. You know, he didn't he didn't have a bad word to say about anybody or to anybody. So, you know, they all loved him. And he got along with everybody, even... Players on the other teams, like the Yankees, or the whole ball club loved him. You know. Hey, tell Truman about uh, the Major League Baseball logo and your dad. Oh yeah, you're familiar with that, aren't you? The red, white, and blue logo. The MLB yeah. logo. Yes, yes. Yeah, MLB yeah. logo. You well, know who it is, don't you? Who? Harmon. They, they claim oh, yeah. it's not him, right. but I was with my dad. When we went to talk to the artist, and he saw, we saw pictures of my dad on his desk, and this guy claimed it was not my dad. But, yeah. but let me ask you this. 
if you look at the PGA golfer, that's somebody. The NBA basketball player is somebody. Hockey, I mean, you name football, they all are representative of a real player. And I don't know why they can't admit that that's harm. Look at it. Probably Look copyright it. issue. I don't it's, know. I don't it's Harmon Killebrew, but instead of him batting right-handed, he's batting mm-hmm. left-handed. Well, let me tell you this, Ken. Uh, I dropped my uh, cable TV two weeks ago. Well, you can tell me that. Yes, and the reason I dropped it was when the announcers are calling the games, they're talking politics. They're not even call, talking about oh. the baseball game anymore. Oh. So I said, to heck with it. I'm not it, yeah. baseball. They're changing baseball so much, and the people that are yeah. involved with with the uh, uh, letting you know what's going on, it, it, it's not the same baseball that we all grew up with. Uh, and they need. Uh, I wish. I wish the media would get just completely out of the game. All of them. Of course, a lot of them would take a lick uh, financially, but uh, uh, I think it wasn't football. The the most surprising thing that that we discovered lately was that last year, Thomas, we were up in the booth talking to Danny Gladden, and that's when he told us that they make all their decisions using a computer. All based on a computer. Like if they're going to draft a player, they do whatever the computer says. Wow. Yeah, or a trade if they're going to trade or whatever. They put all the stats in the computer, and if the computer says trade, and that came straight from the Twins. And didn't Danny say that the Twins were the first to do that system? That's correct, yep. Twins were the first ball club to do that. Hey, Ken, we're going to take a a quick break. We're not leaving you, but uh, uh, it's a commercial break. Stay on the phone, Kenny. All right, sir. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. This is Scott. It's now time to make your health a priority with a quick and easy health assessment at Low T Center where they exclusively specialize in us men and they follow strict medical guidelines for your health and safety. And they are one of the leading men's medical providers in the country. Low T Center has really reinvented the doctor's visit and they make it quick and easy for us men to get in and get all of our levels checked out, not just our testosterone. It starts with an annual wellness exam where they do a comprehensive health assessment so you know all your numbers that are important to your health. If you've been feeling tired, grumpy, have noticed weight gain or loss of muscle mass, they could all be signs of low testosterone levels, low thyroid, or even sleep apnea. Low T Center can determine the cause and help. And now they offer monitored self-inject at home testosterone treatments, providing convenience and additional health monitoring measures for your safety. $135 a month for self-pay or covered by most health insurance. So book your annual wellness exam today. Go to LowTCenter.com. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. This is Dick Palmer, voice of Blue Raider Baseball. We're excited to be on News Radio WGNS. Follow each pitch of the season on FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, the flagship station for the Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders. Deep right field. Nobody's going to get that one. That one is out of the ballpark. 
and the Raiders continue to pile on the runs. Your exclusive home for Blue Raider Baseball, News Radio WGNS. Adams Place is founded by Dr. Carl E. Adams, a physician and lifelong resident of Middle Tennessee. He and Jenny May had a dream of building a campus concept of life care facilities for older adults. Adams Place Residential Living Director Terry Deal. Discover that senior living is fun. Call us at Adams Place and arrange a tour today. Adams Place is at 1927 Memorial Boulevard. Our people, that's the difference. Maples Realty and Auction. I'm Betsy Maples-Taylor with Maples Realty and Auction Company in Murfreesboro. Here's a look at our upcoming auction. Auction on a three-bedroom, two-and-a-half-bath home with a bonus room on 14.68 plus or minus acres in Las Casas. This beautiful home will be selling online and live. The live auction is Saturday, May 8th at 10 a.m. More information online at maplesrealtyandauction.com. Maples Realty and Auction. Find the perfect gift for mom this weekend at French's Shoes and Boots Mother's Day Sale. Mama needs a new pair of boots. Take $10 off any pair of women's boots over $75. That's an additional $10 off French's already unbeatable prices on boots from top brands like Ariat, Coral, Twisted X, and Justin. Head to French's for your Mother's Day shopping with a huge selection of gifts she'll be sure to love. Shop at French's. French's Shoes and Boots. 1837 South Church Street in Murfreesboro. Now, an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. Police in Nashville say 31-year-old Robert Johnson is wanted for questioning in the murder of 44-year-old Smyrna resident Pamela Paz. She was found dead Sunday morning on Pennington Bed Road near Music Valley Drive underneath the Brawley Parkway overpass. Johnson reportedly passed his boyfriend at the time of her death. Medical examiner said Paz died from apparent strangulation. Country music group The Brothers Osborne says they want to meet a Tennessee lawmaker who blocked an honor for the band because one of them is gay. On Wednesday, The Brothers Osborne responded after Representative Jeremy Faison blocked the measure, calling T.J. Osborne a trailblazer and a symbol of hope as the only currently openly gay country artist signed to a major label. In a tweet, The Osborne said they have lived in Nashville half their lives and want to meet and have lunch with Faison to begin a dialogue. Faison replied for the tweet he would be honored to have lunch with the band. Murfreesboro's red light cameras are now just a memory. State regulations would not enable the courts to enforce collection of the $50 fines, and when the new high-definition cameras were installed five years ago, $2.5 million in fines were uncollected. The city council decided not to renew the contract. Tennessee lawmakers have passed a bill that would withhold funding from schools when students are taught about systemic racism and white privilege. While most of the majority white GOP caucuses in the House and Senate supported the effort, black Democratic lawmakers warned that the bill would make schools fearful to teach about the United States' history on race. The measure says if the Education Commissioner finds out a school is knowingly in violation, the Commissioner will withhold state funds from the school until the school provides evidence they are no longer in violation of the rules. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. News updates around the clock, when it breaks, and on demand at WGNSRadio.com. We are News Radio WGNS. It's a slick pig barbecue. Spicy wings and Brunswick stew. Everything made fresh for you at the Slick Pig Barbecue. 
There's lean smoked turkey and chicken too Ribs so tender don't need to chew Well come on folks I'm telling you It's a slick pig barbecue In 1920 East Main, you're gonna love the pig. The Slick Pig Barbecue, a Murfreesboro tradition. Hey, you've got to get a move on so Discount Mattress can get a move on. They're in their final days of their moving sale. All remaining inventory is deeply discounted to avoid moving cost. All remaining floor models are priced below cost. Discount Mattress, locally owned and operated and serving Murfreesboro's mattress needs since 2001. Now, you got to hurry. The sale ends April 30th, 1614 Northwest Broad Street, next to Las Siesta Mexican restaurant, get on by Discount Mattress. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website and Alexa or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good neighbor weather. A blend of clouds and sunshine develops this afternoon, a high around 70 degrees. Winds out of the northwest around 5 to 10 miles per hour. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 48. Premier Six Theater on Broad and Jackson Heights, showing all of your favorite movies. Call their hotline, 896-4100, or go see a movie.com. Popcorn pop fresh daily. Their movie hotline, 896-4100, or go see a movie.com. Premier Six on Broad and Jackson Heights. From NHC's Adams Place, home of Premier Senior Living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Earlier. Well, it's just because you know. Hey, Kenny, are you still with us? Yes, sir. All right. Um, <laughs> I, I want to ask you, uh, I'm getting a lot of information from Thomas, but uh, <laughs> tell me about Nolan Ryan. Uh, I, I saw him pitch a number of times, and it was like I was watching. Basically, uh, Dizzy Dean would call his pitch a blue darter. I mean, you could barely <laughs> see it. Yeah. Yeah, well, the last time he pitched uh, and he was in town, I went down and, and talked to him. I, oh, I knocked wow. on the clubhouse door, the visitor clubhouse door, and I brought my son with me, Casey. And the the guard comes to the door and and uh, he says, "Yeah, what can I do for you?" And I go, "Well, yeah, I'm here to see and uh, Nolan Ryan." He goes, "Oh no, no, he's he's pitching today. He's got his game face. He doesn't he doesn't talk to anybody." I said, "Well, tell him Harmon Kilbrew's son is out here, wants to say hello." Bam! He was right there in just a few <laughs> seconds. <laughs> wow! He says, "I'll never forget the first time I pitched against your dad." I think he said it was Anaheim, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but I think the outfield center field fence was 480 feet. It was mm. a moonshot. And mm. it, it was a heck of a shot. They didn't play football there, maybe, that's why. But anyway, uh, so Nolan goes, yeah, I remember the first time I pitched to your dad, and I learned after that how to pitch him. I go, how's that? And he goes, well, the first time up he hit a home run straight away center field 480 feet the next time he got up i hit him right in the shoulder <laughs> <laughs> i remember that game he, 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 he swelled up so big doc lentz had to stick a needle in that hematoma and relieve the pressure it was so bad dang but 
Can you imagine? That that, they didn't have the gun back then. How fast do you think Nolan Ryan threw? Well, it was well over 100 miles an hour. I know yeah. that. And, and the, the odd thing about him is he, he basically said that his uh, legs were his biggest reason that he was able to throw the ball so hard and for so long. I mean, can you imagine people throwing over 100 miles an hour for nine innings um, and, and just continued on for years and years? That, that That's why he still owns that uh, record. And I don't think it'll ever be broken, the most strikeouts. Yeah. I think he also yeah. holds the record for most walks. And, and the shut uh, uh, no hitters. Yeah, he had, no what, hitters. seven no-hitters? I believe that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's a good thing about baseball. In some ways, it's a, it's a stats uh, a sport. But but the 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 way that they the players carry themselves, to me, is even more. And your dad was uh, – he always um, did it in a way that you respected him no matter what happened. And you don't see that much in sports. I th- I think yeah. one thing about Harmon Killebrew that stands out, and I learned it at a young age, he was very open to his fans. Yeah. He didn't put his fans on the back burner like mm-hmm. a lot of athletes today. Yeah. And he was very easily be approachable, uh, you know, shared stories. And I think that just, you know, means a lot. And, you know, when you're good to people like that over and over, kind of like Cal Ripken Jr., you're always remembered as the good guy. Yeah. And never, you know, a jerk. I've never heard one negative thing about Harmon Killebrew. Ken, do you ever think we'll get back to way baseball was and used to be? Well, I'm I'm sure praying for it. Um, we're in a holding pattern here in Minnesota. Our Governor Walls is coming out. Uh, early this afternoon and, and going to tell us if we can go back into the ballparks and the restaurants here. Wow. So uh, we're still in that can't go or do anything anywhere. Now, you guys at Tennessee, you, you're all right, aren't you? Isn't everything kind of back yeah. to normal? Yeah. And cool and when we go, yeah, when we go into a restaurant or something like that, we t- we we t- tear, uh, carry our rifles with us. <laughs> <laughs> Come on down, Ken. Yeah, you're. We're I'll where you right need there. to be. Yeah, you need to be yeah. here with us. I love Minnesota, yeah. but I couldn't put up with all that crap. No. Oh. I mean, I'm sorry to say that, but it's just, you know, I'm hoping next week we can go down on the field and throw the ball, maybe take some batting practice, but. As of the other day, when I talked to one of the gentlemen that works for the Twins, he said, "Right now, we can't do it because of COVID." That's yeah. unbelievable. I mean, yeah. this stuff's gone on for well over yeah. a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now that everybody's getting their shots, they still won't go out and do anything. I, I mean, where's the logic to that? I, yeah, I it doesn't make it. sense. No, no. Well, of course, Minnesota is it a liberal or a con or uh. It, 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 or is it like Tennessee, uh, where it's pretty conservative here? It's pretty liberal, isn't it, Kenny? Well, we had been pretty conservative up to a point, but everybody's so nice here and giving. They, they just they bring in a lot of these uh, refugees, 
and so they've they've gone uh, blue. And but we thought we were going to go red this year. It didn't it didn't happen, of course. But uh, well, I don't know. There's we're, we're we're just trying to keep our heads above water here till we get the AOK from the governor. Well, when you, when you get a chance, Ken, just p- pack all your things and come to Tennessee. You uh, I'll be right Joe there. Down. Do you, we got to play golf and everything. Um, my golf days are over with because yeah. I played sports and and uh, I was sheriff here for a long time. With had wrecks and cars and all that stuff that goes with it. So oh, my sure. my shoulders are gone. Oh, I'm still yeah. young. I'm still young. He's kind of like yeah. a modern day Mickey Mantle. <laughs> <laughs> Him and all of his banged up inju- in- er, injuries. Yeah. Yeah. Bless his yeah. heart. Harmon yeah. didn't have too many injuries, did he? Well, yeah. He had a bad dislocated elbow at first base. He mm. had a torn hamstring in the All Star game in Houston. He had some bad knee injuries uh, that really, when he, when he got into oh. 72, 73, his knees started getting pretty bad. So just yeah. like Mickey Mal, Mickey would have played a lot more years if his knees weren't so bad. Yeah, and uh, he blamed Joe DiMaggio for that first big injury, you remember, in right yeah. field in Yankee Stadium and when he stepped into that drainage hole. That that really I, I took. A I thought he always beat. said he stepped on a sprinkler head or something. Or well, yeah, something was, like that. I something like that, yeah. 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 But uh, wow. but for whatever reason, he never did have have a good relationship with Joe DiMaggio, yeah. which is was interesting. Did you ever have a good relationship with Joe DiMaggio, Kenny? Well, I <clears throat> when I went to the Hall of Fame induction Cooperstown in 1984 with my dad for his, I got to meet Joe and 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 he was nice to me and. Boy, of course you'd know him anywhere. He he never had changed year after year, and um, and you know he was nice, uh, very respectful. How how did you take the being there with your dad being inducted into the Hall of Fame, and and how did he feel about it? Oh, he was touched. He was just he was thrilled to be able to be a part of the club, you know the the Hall of Famer club, if you will. Yeah. It's very exclusive, that's for sure. I mean, it's well, the he was the friends with all these guys, you know, that that are there. So, kind of made sense. Kind of like a family reunion. Yeah. 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 It's just a shame they took five years to get him uh, inducted in, though. That's what. And that makes no sense at I all. I never understood. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about Pete Rose? being blocked from being in the Hall of Fame. Now, Thomas and Thomas and I used to argue about that one. I think he's coming more on my side now. Well, I'll tell you, the, the, this is the way I look at it. And I can remember being out at, at a, a dinner with a bunch of Hall of Famers. This is not too mm-hmm. long ago. And one of the players brought it up. I think it was Paul Molitor brought it up. Yeah. And uh, asked if anybody in the group thought he should be in or not. And, I mean, it's their club. They should get to decide whether he gets in or not. Yeah. That's the way I think about it. And should he be in there or not? I don't know. I, I 
think it's more up to them, really. If I don't know. No, I want to hear your uh, feelings about it. He's digging, Kenny. I hear you. Truman, you might make him mad. No, I don't want to make him mad. I just Truman want to hear can never make me mad. I, yeah, I'm yeah. kidding. I'm kidding. No, but I, I believe. Well, I met him one time, mm-hmm. and I, he was down at the uh, Mall of America in the Rotunda area. They call it signing autographs. A lot of people and there. The, yeah, a lot of they're all lined up to get his autograph and all that. Yeah. And, and uh, a friend of mine was had a security down there and asked if I wanted to meet him. He's going to be down there. And I said, sure. So I drove over. I'm only 10 minutes from Mall of America and went down there and, and, uh, he introduced me to Pete and he's sitting there with his bad haircut looking ugly. And <laughs> guy says, uh, this is Harmon Killebrew's son. I wanted to meet you. He goes, so, <laughs> oh, oh, no, okay, no. So, my apologies. <laughs> I can't Not believe you care. Well, he—he is—he has a different personality. He was kind of like, in in my way, if if I had somebody to relate to, to him, would be uh, President Donald Trump because he did so much, but his personality would get in the way sometimes. And I I think I think that's how a lot of people looked at him. But look at all that he accomplished during during that time. So. Sometimes your personality will will kick you in the rear end. He, he did do a lot. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Kenny, tell Truman about your uh, Warren Spahn story. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, Dad was in town staying with me, and I, I was his driver all the time. I'd pick him up at the airport, drop him off. Anyway, he had an appearance down at the Mall of America on the Rotunda with Warren Spahn. And, Ooh, wow. Oh, Spahn, was one of my favorite players. And yeah. So a lot of fun. And anyway... I'm sitting at the table between them, and they each both just love to talk to the people that come up and ask for an autograph. And, and there's a million people lined up to to talk to them and get their autographs. So I'm sitting there, and a kid, oh, probably nine or ten years old, came up to Warren Spawn, and he hands him a ball and a, a pen and says, Oh, Mr. Spawn, may I have your autograph? And he says, Sure, son, but you don't know who I am, do you? He goes, Sure, I do. You're Warren Spawn. He goes, yeah, but you don't really know who I am, do you? And he goes, well, no, but my dad tells me you're getting old, going to die soon. Your autograph's going to be worth a lot of money someday. (laughs) I about fell off my chair. (laughs) You could see his dad about two paces behind him, all red-faced and embarrassed. (laughs) Bless his heart. But he'll have that memory forever. He sure will. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Warren Spahn was great. Now, uh, as far as your your dad, Harmon, who was the toughest pitcher in his mind as far as for him to hit against? Well, you know, Sudden Sam was was pretty tough to hit, but uh, I don't know. He he always used to say that that certain pitchers that hit the ball pretty well were a little bit tougher, like. Louis Piant was kind of tricky when he went to Boston and Dad tried to hit against him because he'd turn his back completely away from you, and then he'd spin around and come at you, and the ball would be coming from nowhere. Yeah, you know, hard to pick up uh, that way. Underrated but pitcher, too. But Ryan Duran was one of his toughest uh, Oh, he, he, he was so wild. 
He had a great fastball, but you never knew where it was going to go. That, he didn't either, I don't think. <laughs> no. <laughs> Ryan Dern, uh, he threw it just as hard as knowing Ryan, if not harder, oh, didn't he? No, he didn't throw it harder, but he threw a 100-mile-an-hour fastball. He really did. Yeah. But yeah. but uh, the catchers hated to catch him. I mean, it was well, unbelievable. Well, I saw what they did, Schumann. They put little, they cut out little pieces of sponge and mm-hmm. put it inside their glove to protect their fingers and hand from. They popped that glove pretty good. That Bobby coming in popping. If if you had to guess, what would you say your dad's hardest pitch to hit was? Boy, he was dangerous. He could hit anything. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think he liked those sidearm guys. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of one of those guys that threw sidearm, submarine baller, they used to call him. That'd be bad. Or a knuckleball. Mm-hmm. Knuckleballs were uh, not the easiest to hit either. We was didn't Charlie really Huff, have many. Was though. he one of the knuckleballers Hoyt in? Wilhelm. Hoyt Who? Wilhelm, yeah. Hoyt Wilhelm. Uh, what about Necro? It didn't wasn't Necro boys yeah. a couple of them knuckleballers? Yeah, yeah. they were, yeah. but I don't think they ever faced each other. Oh, uh huh. I don't think they did. You know, I'm surprised with your dad though. At the end of his career, when he took that one year and signed with the Royals, and his knees, you know, were bad and stuff, that he would sign with Kansas City because they played on AstroTurf. That's tough. Yeah, I agree. I would have yeah. thought that he would have, you know. Like we've talked about in the past, maybe he signed with the Rangers or something. Yeah, Texas would have been a good pick for him. Harmon, at the end of his career, he wanted to play one more year, and the Twins were ready to move on after the 74 year. So he did sign. See, I have a, I have a hard uh, attitude about that. When, when you have meant so much to a team, pretty much carried them all those years, and – that's who the people came to see play was Harmon Killebrew. Uh, they should they should have opened up their arms no matter if he was yeah. Uh, yeah. 35 years old or 55 years old. They should have because yeah. he, he still had that uh, that appeal to the fans. He carried that well, he franchise also, for, yeah. what, 15 years. Yeah, and he, he, he wanted to really – he wanted to manage the, the team. And uh, – uh, Calvin Griffith told him that he wanted him to go down to the minors first and then work his way up. Oh, and crazy. Of course, that yeah. hurt his feelings pretty bad, you know. 22 years of experience. Yeah. And you got to go back to the minors. There's there's loyalty, you know. He, he signed as a – he turned 18 his first year in the major leagues, you know. Wow. And, uh, See, it's hard to so, believe. Yeah. And what's even crazier, your dad – I forget how many games, but he played second base. And yeah. I think he's the only 500 home run hitter to play second base. Yeah. And That's a, how many all-star positions, uh, games did he play in at different positions? You three. know that number? Three. That's amazing. Got left field, third base, first base, and DH. Yeah, and DH. There's four, right? So yeah, four, four. Yeah, if you count DH as a position, but yeah. Well, they did, he, didn't they? I I don't know. I I was thinking they counted them uh, later, like in the early seventies. They when they 
I think 73 the was the first year. Yeah. For the yeah. DH, I'm pretty sure it was 73. Right. But. Well, you don't see many people playing in the infield that's over 500 home runs. I mean, you had, what, Ernie Banks is one of them. Mike Schmidt. Mike yeah. Schmidt, third base, yeah. Eddie Matthews. Yeah, he's third base. So, you're, uh, Banks was shortstop. Uh, is there any more? J- Jimmy Fox was infield, but he played outfield also. Yeah. Yeah. Kenny, anybody you can think of? Not right offhand. I, <laughs> I'm probably missing one, but. Probably. You know. You know, one thing that characterized baseball more than any other uh, was Lou Gehrig. When he gave that speech near the end of uh, his life, after he got the diseases named after him, I've never seen anything like that in my life. No. When I I get to watch it again, I'll sit there and tears will come in my eyes. I said, how many people, I mean, you don't find that done in many other sports. No, you don't. Yeah. Yeah. That's why the game's the best, isn't it? It is the best game. It but is. the history, I think, is really important, and I'm just glad that, you know, a lot of these teams honor their history. I mean, the Twins are great honoring their history. Yeah. I mean, when you go to a Twins game and you see Jack Morris, you see Burt Blylevin, you see Tony Oliva, Danny Gladden. Rod Carew. Rod, Rod Carew. Carew. Mm. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Oh, yeah. And if Harmon was still living, you'd, you know, would have seen him. Yeah. And I wish he was. I wish he was, too. We all do, don't we, Kenny? We sure do. But it's just nice to have those memories, and it's nice that those teams honor. And like I said, next week when we're up there and Clyde takes us into the vault, we're going to see yeah. a lot of cool things. Now, oh, what yeah, exactly get... is the vault? What is Truman, the vault? I wish you could come with us and go in the vault. They've got all the baseball memorabilia in there, game-used Jerseys and gloves. Twins. And twin stuff. All Minnesota so you, Twins game used yeah. stuff. So the oh, team I'd love to do that. owns a lot of those old jerseys. Yeah. And the Polad family, I guess, buy stuff too, don't they? To add yeah, back to the team history. Mm. So yeah. you've got Harmon Killer Brew bats, shoes, probably a jock strap. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, hey, Kenny, would they ever put. Uh, a monument in center field for your dad. Well, there's one out right field. There is. Yeah. He has one. Is, uh, where? How far out is it? Uh, it's. It's just right outside right field. Yeah. It's probably yeah, six hundred right feet outside from home the plate. gate. Outside the gate. There's a Kirby Puckett. Statue there. Mm-hmm. Tony Oliva. Who else Rod is Carew. there? Yeah, 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 that's right. Rod Carew, Tony Oliva. Probably a Kent Herbeck. Kent Herbeck, yep. Is there a Tom Kelly? Uh, possibly. Could there be. was a Calvin Griffith. Yeah. But, they, you know, they took Calvin Griffith's statue down because he made a racist remark about Rod Carew that Rod Carew forgave him in 1978. But yeah. still took it down. They still had to boohoo and cry and take it down. Yeah. So well, yeah. I think I think Harmon deserves to have one in center field, inside the park. I mean, inside the fence, 
in, up in, on uh, that grass area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that would That'd be, be perfect. Great idea. Yeah, and, and make the uh, a visiting team have to run around it when all those high <laughs> balls are hit out there, like they did with Ruth and Mantle and Gehrig and all that in Yankee Stadium. If yeah, yeah if yeah. Harmon had played for the Yankees, they'd have a statue in center field for him, no doubt about it. Yeah, I mean, there just wasn't anybody better in the 1960s. Yeah. yeah, I mean, your dad hit the most home runs for the decade, which is just you know kind of hard well, to. Well, Ted Williams always told my dad that he would have hit a thousand home runs if he'd have went to California. Wow. Why is that? So, you know, the weather's so nice there. That's where they did that oh. home run derby back then. That's right. I remember that. The, the old L.A. That old black and white mm-hmm. home run derby. And, and you know they shot it in there. January, in the middle of winter? <laughs> well, and that's what I was thinking. Your mom told me that whenever y'all were on TV, or when your dad was on TV for home run derby, y'all would all fly out there and go visit your mom's yeah. uncle that's in right. Los Angeles. Yeah. Wow. So, your dad was on there three times, right? Yeah. He was against see, Hank Aaron, Mickey, and Rocky, Rocky Colavito. Rocky Colavito, I think, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, it's kind of hard to believe, but you know, Rocky Colavito's about it as far as who's still living from the 1950s. But you know, it, you can still get the film of those and watch it every once in a while on television, you'll get no to kidding. see the home run. It's yeah. neat. It's on YouTube. Oh, no kidding. I'll have to catch mm -hmm. that. That's where I watch them all. It's just cool to see your dad so young in that senator's uniform, and he's, you know, hitting rockets to left field. Hey, Thomas, did you tell Truman that that my dad hit more home runs than Mickey Mantle in the home run (laughs) derby contest? (laughs) I already knew it. (laughs) Oh, you already knew that. Okay. He didn't just check it when he said that. But you weren't supposed to bring it up, big boy. Oh, sorry. My apologies. <laughs> it, it makes him sad, Kenny. No, oh, I did. I, I I really did enjoy watching your dad play. But but you know how it is. You're 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 kind of prejudiced when you're young and you you watch them. And he uh, actually Mickey came to uh, Nashville to play in, in the old ballpark that we had here. Herman played there. Mickey Mantle hit a ball, never did get over four or five feet high, and hit that 450-feet center field wall, and it it was like it was hit by a – it was like a cannon hit it. But, you know, uh, I I guess you had the same thing with your dad, although you probably um, were there at most of his games. But you're – an, an announcer, sports announcer, uh, a lot of time they would have the noise when your dad would hit a home run when you'd be listening to the radio with it. And I, I, I used to listen to Mantle when Mel Allen was calling the games. And uh, you could tell when that ball was hit by the sound if it's going to be gone. I mean, and I'm sure your dad's the same way. And, and, and that was special. Your your uh, imagination and everything would get fired up. I, I, yeah. I, a lot of times I'd rather listen to a game than watch a game if you have good yeah. announcers. I agree. And we're losing those. We are. Yeah. yeah. But like what Kenny was saying, Danny Gladden calls a mean ball game. Yeah. He does. 
my dad used to tell the story that you know they'd ask him how it's the longest home run he ever hit, and he'd bring up that 522 foot home run that longest home run ever hit in Metropolitan Stadium. Mm-hmm. He hit one the day after out of the ballpark, and it went 13 miles. <laughs> <laughs> Landed in the back of a guy's pickup, and they didn't know the ball was there till he got home. <laughs> oh, I love that story. I love that. Well, Kenny, we have run out of time. I've got it on okay, my sir. screen. They're ready for it. But I thoroughly enjoyed talking to you. I mean, uh, that was a pleasure for me. All right, all right. Well, my pleasure, too. Well, brother, I thank you for calling in and having you on here. It was great. All right. Love you guys. Take care now. Love you, you too, man. Look too, forward to seeing you soon. Bye bye. See you, brother. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.